Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. Don't know why I said it like that, like it's some kind of theatrical production. It's not, but my name is Simon Miller, and you are listening to a pro wrestling show. Apologies that we didn't go live last week. I was just dealing with a lot of stuff. There's no point pretending otherwise. Is it a good enough excuse? Not really, especially because uh, this is supported by patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Cheap plug. But yeah, without you guys, I wouldn't be able to do any of my personal stuff, so I can only say sorry, and I will continue to roll with life's punches as best as I can. What a time to come back, though, eh? (laughs) I don't even know where we're going to... I mean, was it one of the worst roars ever? At the moment, it kind of feels like it, and I'm a positive guy, as you know, if you watch my stuff. I'm a positive Pete. I try not to be a negative Nancy, but it's like that classic phrase, don't mistake my niceness for uh, weakness. I think Booker T said that, but he didn't come up with it, obviously. Just because you're a positive person doesn't mean you're (laughs) blinded to absolute crap. (laughs) And it was really bad. It doesn't mean that I hate WWE now. I want WWE to burn. That's something that always annoys me. You're not allowed to just not enjoy an episode of Raw. Like I said, I don't like an episode of Raw. Oh, you AEW, Mark. No, it just, it wasn't good. Much as like lots of singular episodes of wrestling shows or entertainment shows or whatever aren't going to be good. But this was particularly bad because obviously we're leading into Clash of Champions. I really do think WWE has too many pay-per-views. It's not going to change anytime soon. This is almost shouting into the wind. But we have too many pay-per-views. We just do. It, I don't feel ready for another one. I don't feel like the build has been particularly strong other than Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. But the issue you have there is that it's... um. Uh, what do you call it? It's an ambulance match, which doesn't excite me at all because I don't like that stipulation. I don't really think it was justified just because they got carted out of there in a local medical facility wagon for a couple of weeks. And ultimately, that's the only car well, that and the IC title match are kind of the only things that have any real sense to even be on a show. So it's almost a shame that we have to do it just because that's the way we've always done it, right? I think there's no positives from the pandemic, of course, but a tiny silver lining are things like shorter pay-per-views, the fact that WWE schedule is a lot lighter, and maybe these are things that they should have been doing anyway and not just sticking to the same old, same old, because that's what we've always done. And I'm starting to think that, yeah, you know, it used to be four pay-per-views. Then we went to 12 pay-per-views because WCW did it. Maybe it's time to go back to six or eight or just leave that little bit of extra time to let stories grow and build and actually make me care. Or if nothing else, just give me a story to begin with. I cannot believe it's the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Andrade this Sunday when we'd already seen Gaza and Andrade break up. We've already seen that match time and time again. And it's the same on the SmackDown side with Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Lucha House Party. Now, that one kind of has a tiny get-out-of-jail-free card because potentially the Lucha House Party are going to break up. And if you need that match as the catalyst, then so be it. I can handle that a a bit more. But it's just... Oh, I don't know. Let's just go through that card now, actually, because that's going to pertain to Raw... And, and the things that we saw. Well, Retribution won't. I hate Retribution. I'm not going to pretend otherwise. I gave that. You can't say I didn't give him a go. Didn't give him a try because I did. You know, go back and watch the ups and downs. I did over a what culture. Make sure you subscribe. Shout out to pinsandknuckles.com. Pinsandknuckles.com too. Always supporting the show. What are they? Why are they here? If they're so against WWE, why have they signed contracts? And I thought they were NXT guys. So why did they need to sign contracts? Why are their names Slapdash, T-Rock and Mace? 
<laughs> it really does make WWE feel completely out of touch. It really, really does. Like, because you could have to imagine they were sat backstage and thought, oh, what's cool names for, for wrestlers in 2020? And we came up with Slapjack. I'm going to type Slapjack. Well, the problem is I type it into Google now. Uh, oh, no, Slapjack is a card game. So there you go. That's something. Is What is a Slapjack? The Slapjack is a battling weapon which may be used in self-defense or other forms of hand-to-hand combat. So that's blatantly where the name came from. Somebody read that and thought, <laughs> we can do that. So it's a card game, some kind of a move. And as somebody kindly tweeted me earlier, it's a sexual thing too. But I don't think we need to talk about that. I think, <laughs> I think we can leave that to one side. But am I, am I threatened by them? Not particularly. Do I want to see them? Not particularly. They say they're going to do all these things and they're beating up Humberto Carrillo and Titus O'Neil. I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. These guys are treated like trash anyway. Not saying they should be, but they are. And we get to a point where my, I just, they're kind of getting in the way. And then they have their six-man tag match against the Hurt Business, who are now sort of flipping on a dime, heel to face, face to heel, which is quite the, quite the thing to pull off over a three-hour show. And it ends when, I don't know, Mace or Slapjack or whatever, T-Rock, whatever the flipper's name was. You know, it ends when the non-legal man punches the legal man in the ring, which we've seen, I think, since dinosaurs were roaming the earth. And some people try and justify it, which I appreciate. I like a bit of kayfabe, like, oh, no, you can break up pins, uh, but you can't break up things this way. Yes, we've done it before. Like, it's been established. And it's really hard to establish these kind of rules over so many years and then just expect us not to enjoy it or not to accept it, I should say, because of course we're not going to accept it. We're going to go, well, that's gibberish. That doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I don't know. It's it's so difficult. It's it's so, 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 so difficult to, to try and get invested in them. And I kind of done and I kind of want them to go away. And I think that's a massive shame to Mia Ying, Dijakovic, uh, Dio Madden. Like I, all, I like all of these guys, Mercedes Martinez. These are talented people, but that doesn't mean... Again, you know, if you put somebody in a giant turkey costume and get them to cluck around as the gobbledygooker, what are they meant to do? How are they meant to get out of that? And ultimately, they can't. They just can't. So, anyway, so Clash of Champions is this Sunday. Our matches are, right, Oscar versus Alina Vega, which apparently is on the pre-show, which sums up how much chance Alina Vega has of winning that. So confusing. <laughs> Peyton Royce and Billy Kay are back together. Okay, they can't be a team, but still, it, it takes away any... Emphasis, emphasis that stipulation had. And then Oscar takes on Peyton Royce and Zelina Vega causes the DQ. And then early in the night, Zelina Vega beats Mickey James. It just kind of feels like none of this was planned. And that's because it wasn't. And it's all just been thrown together last minute. And ultimately, that's the massive issue with Raw is that it has been thrown together last minute. They're just coming up with these things and they're writing the show for the evening that it's presented. And the problem with that is it makes you and I, the people that are going to watch regardless because we're absolute morons, it makes us confused. Like I actually went back and watched the segment of Billy Kay and, and the Iconics breaking up because I thought maybe I'd make, been confused. <laughs> I was like, maybe I've been confused. It's such a shame because Oscar is like one of the best wrestlers in the world, one of my favorite characters in the world. But it goes back to the retribution thing. You can't, you know, make lemons out of lemon. Uh, was it make uh, whatever that stupid phrase is? You know, make chicken salad out of chicken bleep. But there's always a line to that. Like, there, of course there is. And this is you can't be invested in this stuff. You absolutely can't. Or if you are, I mean, good for you. I never, I'll never poo-poo that. I'm happy that you're entertained. But I really don't know what we're going to do after this. I don't understand how the. The right squad, oh, the right squad, the Iconics are going to, oh, oh man. But anyway, th- that's what we did. And then talking of the other women's, um, you know, the right squad, they're taking on Nia Jackson, and Shayna. And what happens here? Nia and Shayna beat Natty and Lana again. Lana taps out and gets thrown through a table. So now that's all starting to feel quite mean-spirited. Obviously, Rusev being AEW and whatnot. And the good guys who are Liv Morgan and 
Ruby Riot run away. <laughs> they run away. So how the hell am I ever going to... Yeah, how the hell am I ever going to be able to get behind them or think they're actually going to do anything? And if they do win, it just makes Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler look like idiots as opposed to, you know, bring up the Riot Squad. It, I can't believe any of it. I really can't. I know this is a much more vitriolic and over-the-top podcast as usual, but I have to be honest with myself and with you guys. Otherwise, what the hell's the point? Why even make this kind of content? And I honestly sat through most of Raw scratching my head. And, I, and then I worry, is it me? Is it me? Have I, you know... Have I misjudged this? Because I'll, I'll try my very best not to read social media before I've seen the show myself, because I do think it can influence your opinions. So, you know, I guess I roll the dice and then you check. And you go, okay, no, it's not me. Most people most people know. But the fixes sometimes seem so obvious. Do you know what I mean? It seems like if we can all see this, why can't they? And that's my, that's my big question. I, I can only imagine that probably the right squad will win now for some reason. And you don't even have any other tag teams to, to step in there. No matter who wins, who's the feud next? So these guys are just going to keep going at it, much like Street Profits and Angel Garza and Andrade. That was the worst part for me. And it's nothing against all of them. I think they're all tremendously talented people. I really, really do. I like them. But we've seen that match so much. And then the other teams in the match are Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy. And we make Murphy look like an absolute goon. Because, of course, Seth was going to screw him over. And he just walks off. And he takes the pin. So he's not having a good time of it at all. And then it's Dominic Mysterio and Humberto Creo, who we haven't seen in two months. <laughs> Why are they mates now? And where's Humberto been? And that ties into the Bianca Belair stuff. Who had a really good vignette. Loved her work outworking that dude in the gym. I thought it was really, really fun. Uh, if you didn't know who she was, really made you go, oh, she seems pretty cool. But again, within the context of what we're showing, where did she go? She was the, the husband of a poison man a few weeks ago and a manager of the Street Profits. And now, nope, no more. It's just so hard to keep up with. I don't know how new people get into the show. I don't know how old people stay invested in the show or at least make sense of it. What if uh, uh, Andrade and Angel Garza broke up? <laughs> they broke up. Surely the match that we should be doing is, uh, I get it, every championship has to be defended. But okay, so surely we find somebody else to fit that role. And you do Andrade and Angel Garza in a singles at whatever the next pay-per-view is. Which is, uh, there's a takeover and then there's, I don't know what's next. Whatever, it doesn't even matter. Probably Hell in a Cell or some crap like that. It is Hell in a Cell because it's October. I would have put Dominic and Humberto in there if we were going to do this. At least that would have been something different. It would have got Dominic more experience. Nobody cares if they lose as a team. Street Profits can go on. But we drastically need to, to ramp up the tag team division and give it some kind of... Just some kind of depth. Like one, I don't want to get into it too much because it was SmackDown, but one thing that WWE has done a much better job with is the IC belt. The IC belt kind of feels like it's important again, which has been the first time for a while. And that's propped up by AJ Styles, Sami Zayn, and Jeff Hardy. You know, all really good wrestlers that have good followings. But just do that for everything else. Like invest in a tag team. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura actually feel quite decent because as long as they've been, at least they've been together for a while. But we're not doing that anywhere else. And like I say, I assume the Lucha House Party are about to implode anyway. So... Yeah, you tell me. That's all I've got. You tell me. Absolutely crazy as far as I'm concerned. I couldn't believe that we're getting Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Crews for the US title. It wasn't until Apollo said that. Oh, I don't think I've forgotten about you. And I was like, I have. I didn't know that was on the card. And maybe I should have done. Maybe that's on me. But it genuinely took me aback. The Hurt Business are one of the better things on Raw. They look great. Their music is awesome. I in fact, I'm going to look if it's... Um, I'm going to see if that's been re released onto, onto streaming services because I will download that straight away. It sounds absolutely great. But it's again, it's, it's, I'm just repeating myself now, but 
it's it's surrounded by madness. They were faces, they were heels, they were fighting off retribution, then they have that six-man tag at the end that wasn't very good. Then in between, you got Cedric Alexander versus Apollo Crews, which was a good match, but then Cedric Alexander is kind of a bad guy again. So that's, you know, that's kind of confusing to, to, to wrap your head around. It's just nonstop, although MVP deserves some kind of an award this year. I genuinely mean that. The focus that he's been putting on other people to try and use whatever status he has to get them over. You know, Bobby Lashley feels like a warrior right now. Selton Benjamin's kind of fed into the background, but better than he was when he wasn't being used at all. And Cedric Alexander, despite the <laughs> the roller coaster ride that he that he has been on, has uh, has benefited from it tremendously. It's just a shame they're kind of caught up on a bad time on, on Raw, because I think if that wasn't happening and there was sort of better stuff going on that they'd be able to raise their game. Unfortunately, they're the people that now have to go against <laughs> go against um, retribution. And I just, at the moment, I call a spade a spade, call an eye an eye, Rey Mysterio. It's just dragging the show down. It just is. I, I hate saying it because I feel like I say, like it's, I'm just taking, taking lumps out of the thing, but that's the case. <laughs> I just don't like it. It's so it's so bizarre. And it was the same with Braun Strowman versus Dabakato. Not only do you use a, a load of segments drawing Raw to build it up, so you're really making it feel like a big deal. But then you you know you go as far as to spend all week building it up too, really really focusing on this is what we want to do. And then the payoff is just Braun Strowman wins. So you're like, well, why would I care about Dabakato? And it's the same with Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre. Again, just one step too far when he gets Claymore kicked. And he's just down again. I can't think of a better way to put it. And he's just down again for the count. It's just, I mean, how? Because now it does look like that he can't win matches and he's getting out by fluke before you can kind of reason it. But, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I'm absolutely baffled by Raw. Usually I can talk for hours about this stuff. My brain just hurts every time I try and talk about it. Why would Dabakato lose? What was the point? Now he's just another guy instantly. And that's kind of what we've done to Keith Lee. I don't know why the Alistair Black Kevin Owens feud is still going on. <laughs> I just have questions. I have so many, many questions. And Randy Orton's promo after he'd beaten up, uh, you know, he caused the DQ in that match was good. Right? Randy Orton is good. But I found myself less invested than usual just because of, again, that reaction that I had. I was like, oh, okay, we're just doing this again, are we? All right, whatever. That's not how it should be. And I do think they'll have a great match. And I think Randy Orton win the championship. No one to get too far, uh, too far ahead of myself. I think that's why they're doing it. I think it's almost uh, a cheap way to get the belt on him. And I don't think necessarily think that's a bad idea, as long as you protect Drew McIntyre and you have a really good plan for him coming out the other side. But it just it, this was not the time and place to do this kind of angle when everything else was still still absolutely nuts. And then we have to move on to Seth Rollins. I like Seth Rollins. I like Dominic. I like Rey Mysterio. I think they've done a great job with all of this up to this point. Why do we have to go back to the paternity thing? Especially because it feels like it's a one and done. I don't think that this is going to be a play out like the Eddie Guerrero stuff did back in the day. I think it's a one and done thing because they didn't have any other ideas. And the real confusion, and I should have said this on ups and downs and I didn't. If you do watch the show, it feels stupid because we've already done it. If you don't watch the show, you have no idea what they're referring to because they kind of skipped around it. Seth Rollins is a madman, so he has no trust. So you'd never think he was actually telling the truth. Why would we ever think that Rey Mysterio wasn't the dad of Dominic Mysterio just because Dominic Mysterio is a little bit taller? I, I audibly groaned. I went, oh, no. <laughs> and I'm not saying I didn't like it before because I kind of did because it was so silly. But it doesn't mean that we need to go back to the well. If you don't have any more ideas for Rey Mysterio and Seth Rollins or Rey Mysterio's tricep injury means that it's prolonged things more than you thought, then spin them off and do something else. Do the Murphy Rollins things earlier. I, I, there's just so many directions you could go in. Shouldn't that be the beauty of pro wrestling? 
I, I, I don't know. You would have to tell me, but I didn't get anything out of this. The only interesting thing is that Aaliyah, Ray's daughter, who also got accused of not being in the Mysterio family gene pool, she got annoyed by Ray Mysterio because he said that she doesn't understand the business and she's naive. And then she sort of found comfort in Buddy Murphy's arms. Now, that's a little bit weird because I think he's 31, 32, and she's 19. Hopefully, it won't be a proper full-on relationship angle. I'm sure there's going to be some kind of screw job here. But that is just Romeo and Juliet. And Romeo and Juliet is a classic old-school story. You know, two families warring with each other, and then the man and the boy, the man and the boy, the man and the girl find, you know, find love or whatever. Some kind of kinship throughout that, which is like, okay, that's fine. But I just don't trust WWE to, to do it right, or I don't even think if they know what they want to do. It was just an idea. And at this point, if Murphy still tries to help Seth Rollins, you've just got to call him an absolute div. Because he's not, he has not he's done nothing at this point. You, know, you, get, you get nothing out of teaming up with Seth Rollins anymore. He needs to turn his back on him and he needs to walk away for the sake of his integrity. I know that sounds silly when we're talking about wrestling because it's, you know, it's all sort of booked on the fly. but Not booked on the fly, but it's all booked. It's a work. But they, again, there's, there's limits and there's lines. And now, Murphy, I'm like, you're a moron. Why do you keep doing this stuff? So I'm kind of intrigued to see what we do there, but I have no faith in it. I did like Raw Underground before Dabakato got knocked out by Braun Strowman. I liked everything with Dolph Ziggler. I enjoyed the Riddick Mox versus Eric match. I get confused which one got injured because I'm a moron. I just, again, I just like the, I like the different feel of it. I like the presentation. I actually think Dolph Ziggler is really good down there with his amateur wrestling background. I think he looks great. And I just find them fun. Of course, I would like more of a story and more of a structure built around it. Absolutely. But I'll take what I can get at this stage. And I, I do, I look forward to it each week. It doesn't make, there's no logic to it. And having Shane McMahon on the Kevin Owens show to promote it on the show where it's already going to wear feels like me smashing my head into a wall. But I do, I, I do, um, I think there is something there. I don't think it's being well-developed or well-evolved, but I do think there's something there, and I'm still intrigued by it. It hasn't worn me down. Um, and I also like how you actually see the guys getting worn out because you can't wrestle that style without doing it. So that gets a thumbs up from me. And of course, the whole thing ended when the Retribution match did a DQ and Drew McIntyre leads the babyface locker room out and then he gets uh, RKO'd and that, will be, and that will be that. Again, I think you'll probably lose on Sunday. Maybe that's not the worst thing in the world. Would you want to be the head of this absolute absolute mess of a show it doesn't make sense because i've really enjoyed smackdown recently i really have apparently some people had some problems with last week's i didn't i thought it was well uh, well put together i certainly i certainly enjoyed it and then you get to raw and it's like you're watching a different company and people keep saying it's wcw levels of bad i don't think that because wcw's would do no dq matches that ended in dq but we are headed in that direction you know having these tag team breakups uh, sorry, these tag team rules, you know, so you, the, the, the non-legal man gets involved and all of a sudden that's disqualifications, even though it never has been for a thousand years. Then it does kind to, to, to muddy the waters. And the ambulance match to a certain degree too. I don't think we needed to do that. It feels like a stipulation for stipulation's sake. But I still don't think it's at that level. If you watch WCW in 2000, it's more dumbfounding than this. And this was still pretty, <laughs> this was still pretty damn dumbfounding. But hey, that's raw. I'm going to watch it next week. Of course I am. I'm lucky I get to do the ups and downs and things like this. But there's no point in me trying to spin it. It would be insulting to you. It would be like uh, the politicians in our respective countries at the moment, right? When they try and spin you nonsense about what's going on uh, over, the, uh, over the globe. You don't want it because you can see right through it. And I'm certainly not going to do that either. I thought raw was terrible. <laughs> I did. I thought it was absolutely rubbish. And when I was done, I thought, you know what, I'm quite happy to have a break at the moment from um, for, for a week from this show because I really, really do hope that coming out of the pay-per-view, we come up with some new ideas, some new structure. Just whatever stories you put in place, just make sure there's an ending to it. That's all I ask. I said this last week or two weeks ago. When you have an ending in place, it's really hard to be knocked off course unless you change the ending because then you have to make sense to a certain degree. 
Because let's say Buddy Murphy and Aaliyah, right? If the ending is they're going to have a wedding, please don't do that. It'd be terrible. But they're going to have a wedding. Then straight away, you know, we have to make sure they have a evolving relationship on the on the television shows. Because otherwise, it's we can't get there. Like, that's the most basic the most basic stuff. And I don't like comparing stuff to AEW. But whatever. The point is, if you want a good example, even if you don't like the stories, AEW takes their times, they explain the characters, and they try and give you justifications. Doesn't mean they're getting it right across the board. But I think I could sit down. When I sit down and watch WWE with my girlfriend, it's question, 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 question. And she's 100% correct. When I do it with AEW, there's still questions, but it's more about what wrestling is as opposed to what she's seeing on the screen because she can follow with simple stories, which is what it is. Madness, though. And look, if you disagree with me and you liked Raw, one more power to you, not joking around. If you watch an entertainment show and you're entertained, then you've certainly got the better of this, uh, this uh, argument. But if you don't... <laughs> I understand that too, but let me know. Get in touch. I'm always intrigued, but I don't think... I think WWE needs to stop this. They need to start focusing on the long term again. I mean, we've definitely seen it with NXT, for example. Look at the reign of Keith Lee over the last three months. He was the world champion, the North American champion. Now he's on Raw. Just He feels like another guy already. And that was never the plan. That's why. That's how we got here. And I would say that NXT is doing... Well, so is Raw and SmackDown. But NXT feels like it's especially doing that week to week because they're on the same night as, as AEW. And I just think long term, that's what you got to do. You got to take your time. You got to roll with it, or whatever the hell those lyrics were. I don't know why I'm singing Oasis songs. I don't like Oasis. I respect them, kinda, not really, but <laughs> they're fine. That's not really my type of music. We don't need to talk about that. Anyway, that's raw. I don't think anything else has been going on in the world. The G1 is going on at the moment, but I'm going to do what I always do with the G1, which is I'm going to wait till a few nights, uh, probably a week or so, are done, then I'll just catch up on all of it. But I've heard that um, uh, that people are loving it, which is good, which is great. I want everybody to enjoy wrestling. I will talk about the street fight from last week because I did get a lot of messages going, Miller, I can't believe you didn't give it a golden up. It doesn't mean that I didn't think it was brilliant, and I did. But to me, I guess this sounds cheesy as crap, but the, the golden up to me is like a... I don't know. It's like I, I just know straight away. It's not something I have to overly think about. And I was like, well, that didn't really hit me in that way. It doesn't mean it, I didn't think it was, you know, one of the best main events that Dynamite's had and one of the best street fights I've ever seen. It was. Those guys killed each other. The spot that really stayed in my brain is when I think it was Santana. I can't remember who did the jumping. But Santana got stuck in the hood of a car. So he was between the engine and the metal bit. And then they just jumped on it. I was just like, How? you can't fake that. That's got to kill. And you could kind of see that they were holding back a teeny bit on some of the moves and some of the, the bumps because you'd have to be without killing a guy. But that's like saying I only have half a tub of ice cream. You're still going to do some serious damage. <laughs> it was an absolute... I thought Dynamite was... Okay, I, I'm walking into the lion's den here, but I did. I really enjoyed Dynamite last week. I thought it was a really well put together show and it got me excited for next week. But I'll, I'll caveat that with I thought SmackDown was awesome too. I think Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are a great act. I think Roman Reigns should destroy Jey Uso at Clash of Champions. I'd really enjoy it. And on the rumor mill, apparently... Roman Reigns is getting new music. He did some kind of charity stream or something. I don't know what it was. Uh, words to that effect. And uh, that's what he said. But that's like saying, you know, when you're queuing, well, back in the old days, when you're queuing up for a, for a wrestling show, oh, I've heard that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin's going to be here. And it's just some kid making stuff up. But I think so. I think it's so. I think he should wrestle in his pants when he does wrestle. I think he should have new, uh, new music, everything. I think we should change his character and make sure we remove it as much as possible from uh, the Roman Reigns that we know because it does feel different. And for my money, it feels a lot better. I think this is the Roman Reigns we should have had years ago. I think it suits Roman. Again, I think the relationship with him and Paul Heyman potentially has to be up there with Brock Lesnar and CM Punk. That's genuinely how I feel when I watch them together. I'm like, oh man. And the, the different dynamic with um, Roman being in control, I think, 
uh, adds a whole new spin to it. But we will we'll have to wait and see. I realize I didn't talk about uh, Tozawa being eaten by the shark. I just thought I'd throw that in there. Tozawa got eaten by a shark. That's what happened. I don't know why. Is that what it was insinuated? Our truth was scared, and he ran away. So that's the that's the end of him. <laughs> what the hell happened? What the hell happened? I I want a behind the scenes documentary just on this episode of raw that's what i want and the devastating thing is that i'm never ever going to get it and that doesn't seem fair to me it just doesn't seem fair if you liked it, i really want you to get in touch i want to know and again i definitely am pleased for you i as a positive guy again i can't i don't know i don't know who 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 the hell knows and obviously raw last week didn't do a particularly good rating which isn't going to help anything smackdown did okay smackdown ticked over two million and aew and nxt were down because of course they were going they were going head to head again but i never like to talk too much about that stuff like it is what it is we can't control ratings ultimately and i just want i do i do genuinely want everybody to do well i don't see the point in in ragging and uh, and being down in any company that seems absolutely stupid to me it feels like a waste of time if i'm completely honest i don't I just don't see the the need. If you've got failure in your heart, I think you've kind of um, I think you've kind of gone a little bit crazy. If I'm completely honest, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe we will get through Clash of Champions and we can finally start again. I mean, I very much doubt it, but it is it, it is what I would like. And I would also like someone to tell me where Samoa Joe is. Again, it's one of those things that people just do not mention. Where is Samoa Joe? Has he got COVID? I hope not, but is that the case? Is he the rumored guy that isn't going to renew his contract? Ricochet came out and said, nope, definitely not me. And then he, it's like Tom Phillips just came back and no one actually says where they've gone. And these are small, minute details. And if the show was banging, we wouldn't worry about it. But the show is not banging. So all of a sudden you do start questioning things more. I tell another interesting story that came out. It's not really that interesting, but I just like it as a headline. Uh, when AJ Styles was re-signing with WWE, he did have talks with AEW, because of course he did. He's friends with the Young Bucks. He's a businessman. You'd be mad not to try and leverage yourself a good deal. Like The rumor was is that Randy Orton did the same thing. Um, and I think you should be doing that. There should, you know, As we saw back in March, there's no love loss in wrestling. There's no loyalty, so why the hell... Why the hell should it go go the other way? Unless you're in a privileged position, of course, and you want to keep those keep those bridges alive. But yeah, that was a cool headline, I thought. I like the fact that Will Hobbs is signed with All Elite. I like that guy. Don't know why. Thought he was great in the Battle Royal. Loved him in the segment with Moxley. So fingers crossed we can can push him. There was a rumor that Melina had signed with WWE. Look, Melina came out and said it's not true. It's probably true. John Morrison came out and said that he wasn't going to sign with WWE. And bang, two, three, four, five, six weeks later, whatever it was, he, he was back with the company. So let's not pretend that it's... There's no smoke without fire. And why not bring her back? They need tag teams in the women's division so you could put her with someone there. And they need, like I say, when we're through the Zelina Vega thing, which apparently is on the pre-show, so it's definitely a one and done, who's Oscar going to fight? There's nobody because we're not building anybody up. Now, I don't want Melina just to walk through the door and go, oh, I want a championship shot, please. She will. But it would be better if we tried to bigger her up a little bit. But at least it's something different. And I think it's just the freshness that I'm looking for. Like, I'm bored of my stale bread. I want fresh matches, which I think is why I was upset about... Not upset too much, but why I was a little bit disappointed with how Keith Lee has been used. Because I was really excited about Keith Lee. And now he does just feel like he's been there for ages. I would have been happy because at one point, if Randy Orton wasn't going to be able to turn up, this was the story, and Keith Lee was able to beat Drew McIntyre on Raw, he was going to go into that match. And I had this small thought that maybe we should just give him the title. 
let's stop doing what we always do. Ensure you can make that argument. Oh, it's too soon. Is it too soon? Like, is anything else working? Or maybe should we take someone like Keith Lee that we know that can get over and we know is different and we know has all these little things to his personality and just double down on him and push him as a flipping badass champion so that even if he only has a six-month run, when he does eventually lose it, you've got another guy in that top position. Doesn't have to break through to the mainstream or anything like that. That is way away from where we are now. But... I don't think I would be against that at all. It's not going to happen by any stretch of the imagination, but I wouldn't. I would do it. I mean it. I mean it. I would do it. Let's just start start doing stuff out of the box. I'm not crazy. I'm not like WCW again. Just fun, fun stuff. And there was something else I wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah, Wade Barrett's back properly with WWE. He signed an NXT contract. He's going to be a broadcaster. But, you know, much like Sting and the commercials and Ultimate Warrior and Kurt Angle. Who knows, right? Again, I've just talked about top guys. Do you know who should have been a top guy and wasn't? Flipping Wade Barrett. <laughs> so make it up make good with him whatever you did to piss him off apologize earn his forgiveness and put him back on raw that guy was good that's what i want kurt angle also did a, an interview where he said that vince McMahon believes he's going to live to be 105 i laughed at first and i was like it's probably true his mum just turned 99 for example he probably does have the genes to get to 105 imagine if he actually started sleeping and didn't live like a crazy person he may get to 106 made me chuckle so look if you're if you're excited about a brand new era of raw or wwe he's what 75 you're 30 years <laughs> you will definitely have been finishing watching raw by then you may still be watching smackdown still hope for smackdown but maybe not um maybe not monday night raw uh, booker t called out daniel cormier as well which i thought was nuts daniel cormier was having some fun in an interview former uh, ufc guy mma guy and he said, look, let me do commentary. And if Roman Reigns was to come and sort of smack the mic out of my hand, maybe it will build. And then Booker T jumps in with, oh, he hasn't paid his dues. I was like, come on, Booker T. Right now, you haven't got time for people to pay their dues. You don't think, trust me, if Daniel Cormier and Roman Reigns fought, you're going to get a lot of people who are interested. A lot of the MMA dudes that like Daniel Cormier and the ones that don't are going to be like, what? What's that about? So, yeah, let's not, <laughs> let's not pretend it's not a good idea. Right now is not the time to fall back into wrestling traditions that suck. Oh, suck. That's not fair. They serve a purpose. But they don't serve a purpose now. It needs a creative shot on the arm, Raw especially. Anyway, I don't want to talk about that. It's just something I read and I was like, let's, let's just do away with that. Like Miro slash Rusev was talking about that, about moving forward. And I actually agreed with him. And who am I to say anything? You know, I'm a green, inexperienced wrestler who, who rants and raves about it on YouTube. But some of the old ways I don't think are particularly beneficial for wrestlers. And I don't think they're particularly beneficial for fans because it makes you go through some sort of... Uh, you know, obstacles and hurdles just so that you've proven that you respected wrestling. Let's just assume that you respect wrestling. If you don't, then take the the necessary measures to ensure that you are put in your position or whatever the hell it would be. I don't know if that makes any sense. But uh, if you can get Daniel Cormier on your show, trust me, put flipping Daniel Cormier on your show. All right, it's enough talking about all of that. Let's answer some questions, which is actually my favorite part of the show. <laughs> if I'm honest, I shouldn't say this. No, I like you all. I like you all. I just, uh, I enjoy hearing what uh, people want to ask me in relation to wrestling. Uh, my man, Jordan Saeed. <laughs> that piece of trash. Right, quick, uh, quick update on Jordan Saeed. Long-term rival of mine in the world of pro wrestling before the doors closed down. Cheated on multiple occasions to beat me like the absolute chump that he is. And he says, how is it quitting Brazzers and getting into pro wrestling, Mr. Sin? So here's what I want you to do if you're listening to this. I want you to at Jordan Saeed. Uh, so it's at J-O-R-D-A-N-S-A-E-E-D with an underscore at the end. 
And I just want you to tell him the bald asshole is coming to kick your ass. That's all. At me in it as well. Otherwise, he'll be confused. Uh, don't say anything mean or anything like that. Just say that and we'll fight back against him. And also Steve Burns, my other friend, says, how are the WCW crowds so good at throwing projectiles? Because uh, he sent me a bunch of uh, images earlier of WCW wrestlers getting smashed with projectiles. And it was very impressive. They were damn accurate. I tell you, man, wrestling, is, wrestling has changed in these last 20 years or so. Uh, Donald A. Barron says, AEW, Ring of Honor, NWA, NJPW, AAA, etc. have all lent their talents out before. Do you think wrestling promotions sharing their talent with other promotions is a good idea? A lot of the times the wrestlers end up leaving their company to join the other. Well, that's always a risk, but if it's going to benefit you in the long run, then yes. Um, and that's why WWE doesn't do it. They don't need to do it. It makes no difference for them whether they, whether they actually... You know, there is no ben the only benefit of WWE sharing talent is for the person in general. This is is for the person they're sharing talent with because they are going to get a rub off WWE. It's the same like AEW wouldn't share talent with. I don't know. I can't even think of anybody because the way they operate their business. But that's the point. It all depends. As long as it benefits both companies, you should do it. And look, if someone prefers working somewhere else, that was probably going to happen anyway. But I would always say yes. I think it's a good idea as long as it is of benefit all around. Tony Polefield says, thought on a six-man tag team championship. AEW seemed like they were heading in that direction, but then plans seemed to change. They say they don't want frivolous belts, but I think it would be great with the number of amazing trios they have. Nice and simple. I totally agree. I would like to see that. I really enjoy it in New Japan. Uh, I think it would feel unique simply because... Uh, no American promotion, I don't think off the top of my head, does it. I'm sure I'll be wrong, but no major promotion does it. So if you can make it your own, while the hardcore fans, as they say, are used to it in New Japan, they're not used to it in WWE or the old school TNA Impact or Ring of Honor. So yes, I think they should do it, but simply because they have the talent. And when you have the talent, you should manifest that as best as you possibly can. Uh, Mark TM says, can we predict the future now and suggest that Retribution is going to have a higher power and it ends up being Keith Lee? Well, I will say this. That's not a bad way to save the group. I wouldn't have it as Keith Lee because I don't think he's a bad guy. I wouldn't boo him. I'd have a Samoa Joe, maybe even a Seth Rollins, as he's not doing much right now. That could not only streamline it a little bit, but it would give it some weight because we respect these people, you know, one way or the other. So yes, I hope that you are right. I hope that is a direction that we do head in. At the moment, it kind of feels like we're making this up as we go, though. So I, I wouldn't hold your breath too much. Uh, the point is there ain't no point. Nice positive tag name there. Can wrestling really be labeled as a sport since the results are predetermined? I am confused. Does it matter? Like, I don't mean that badly to you. I think there is a discussion to be had there. But it's a sport. You know, people are still competing to put on the best match. They just happen to be working with each other at the same time. I would put it in a sporting category. It's not a competitive sport in that sense. Um, but I, yes, to me, when there's any sense of, you know, trying to be the best, I would call it somewhat of a sport. I mean, then you could say maybe a ballet dancer is a sport. But maybe it is. Maybe that's a discussion to be had. Benjamin H. Bridges. Is it more important to be athletic in a match or to tell a good story? Depends on your personal preference. I'm a sucker for good stories. Although at the same time, when AEW do their crazy opening matches, which is always go, 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 mad, 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 I get a kick out of, uh, I get a kick out of that as well. So, you know, there's, there, there's different ways and means. Obviously... I, you should never try and pigeonhole wrestling, right? Never try and pigeonhole wrestling. Always try and think outside of the box. And ultimately, if you can have a good athletic match with good storytelling, then that's the dream. Jay Gatsby, who's your favorite double star tag pairing? I.e. Rated RKO, Omega and Page, Shawn Michaels and Cena. Oh, dude. 
I mean, I really did like Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin. I don't think I'd like it now if I went back to it, but the two-man power trip um, was, was, yeah, I, I, there's something about it that I enjoyed, but obviously history hasn't been kind to that. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Cena, definitely not. Omega and Paige would be up there. Rated RKO would be up there. Uh, did Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn count? Probably not, but I'd throw them in there. That's a really, I mean, did, Mankind and the, and the Rock, they're kind of an all-star pairing. I don't usually like it when WWE throws tag teams together because I think it feels lazy. Uh, but actually, I will say now, think about it, my number one would be Undertaker and Kane because I love those two together. Uh, on that note, Benjamin Waters, greatest debut of all time. And why is it Kane? Yep, he's up there. Uh, definitely. Um, Chris Jericho's I always thought was good. Oh, man, greatest debuts ever is so hard. Scott Hall's was good for different reasons. In terms of reactions, I think Chris Jericho's and Kane's are on are, are on par just because you get that amazing, uh, amazing pop as well. Or the Kane one, that amazing uh, tension. I think that's right. I'll think of more later. But uh, that's what I'm going with. Snacksy Beast J. <laughs> what could fans change to make wrestling better? I don't think it's up to the fans to kind of change. I mean, there could be less negativity on Twitter, but that would make the wrestling uh, community better. But, you know, that's never going to change. And it's not specific to wrestling. I, you know, to me, wrestling should be entertaining you, which is why I'm never going to crap on somebody who doesn't enjoy what they're seeing. A apart from the people that deliberately aren't going to enjoy it regardless. But it is a company's... MO or motive, that's not the right word, but it's their job to, like I say, to make you enjoy the product. And if you ever want to turn off, then they haven't done your jobs. And that should always be on their shoulders and not yours. Uh, Charlie Baldwin, what is the best combination of bad entrance music but good finisher? Well, Rikishi, when he first came in, had that Rikishi driver. I don't remember him having good entrance music. That's a really specific question. <laughs> I, can't, I, don't, I can't think of anyone who's got terrible entrance music. I'll let my brain do its thing, and maybe I'll just shout it out later. Uh, happy Brains. These diving over the ropes moves, for or against, what do wrestlers say? Well, I think if you can do them, you should do them, because fans absolutely love them. I tried it once, and I screwed it up. Doesn't mean I won't try again. St. Nick, who has had the longest consistent output of quality matches in WWE? Was it Hunter in the early 2000s, Angle, or Brian? I mean, that's all going to come down to personal taste. Like, you could put Stone Cold Steve Austin in there. Oh, you say longest, actually, so maybe not because his run wasn't that long. But like, if you liked Austin's style, you know he got the matches with The Rock, which are awesome. His matches against various incarnations of Mick Foley that was awesome. Um, you know, a lot of the... You could even put The Rock in there, given some of the evasions that he got. You know, the Hulk Hogan match, for example, compared to anything else. But no, if you're talking about technical wrestling, yeah, top of my head would be Triple H. Yeah, all the ones you've written, but I'd throw Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels in there as well. I think it would be it would be crazy it would be crazy not to and even maybe an AJ Styles Christopher Daniels Samoa Joe when they were in TNA slash now Impact those guys were amazing and you have to go to Japan too like Akada went on a crazy run Tanahashi's been doing it for years uh, Suzuki has his own style but he knows what he's doing I kind of think that's an open ended question that we could go on uh, all day long. Uh, Ross Chaplin says, this was bold to ask after last night but hey ho how long until AEW passes Raw in the viewership. I don't know, and I say this in a nice way. I just don't care. Like, will it be an incredible talking point? Absolutely. But I don't I don't want Raw to go down. I want AEW to go up. Do you know what I mean? I want Raw to go up as well. I want there to be good wrestling, and I want people to have the choice. I don't want anything to crash and burn, although, you know, without sitting on the fence, maybe sooner than we think. It could even be... It could even be this year. I mean, I don't know if NXT is being 
preempted again. If NXT gets preempted and Raw keeps putting on quality performances like they did yesterday, which will diminish the audience, maybe towards the end of the year you could get one. Maybe. Maybe I'm being over-exaggerating, but it certainly feels that way. AEW feels like it has momentum, but obviously NXT uh, fights with them, so that's always going to lower the audience. And Raw doesn't feel like it's heading in a good direction right now, and I hope it changes. Uh, Elix, what superstar at the lower to mid card would you have in the main event? One from WWE and one from AEW. Uh, well, Kevin Owens would be my WWE one. I love that guy. Also, Samoa Joe, if that counts. And on AEW... I would put... Well, Miro's not in the main event. So there you go. Rusev, done. Easy. Proud member of the Dark Order. You damn right. Have you ever done a wrestle? Ever seen a wrestle? Do you like a wrestle? Who? Well, I'm not reading that one. Uh, GG on wrestling favorite active wrestler. That's a good question. I guess Miro it would be the one at the moment. Although he's still finding his feet in AEW. So as a backup, I will also say Kevin Owens. Which is basically just repeating the thing I said a minute ago. Uh, Zach says, what do you think AEW should do with their second show? Do you know what, dude? I actually don't know. I suppose just maybe do an hour version of Dynamite, but call it something else. So you're not burning out your audience, but you are able to uh, feature other wrestlers and continue stories and sort of add the depth in there that they sometimes do on being the elite that we don't see. I don't think you want to do anything crazy. I don't think you need another two-hour show. I, I think they've said it may be a two-hour show. Uh, I may be making that up. It feels, I have that in my brain that it that it could be. So uh, I would keep it to an hour though. Like a Sunday night heat, but more important, much more important. Uh, Harold, would you like to see Keith Lee as the WWE champion after feuding with Drew? Yes, uh, in hindsight, I think we should just made him champion at this week's pay-per-view because it would have been something different. Classic Gamers Guild podcast. What's your favorite wrestling game of all time that isn't Fire Pro or No Mercy? That's easy, my friend. WrestleMania 2000. I bring the dark. How do wrestlers manage to remain calm even in front of 70,000 people? Well, probably not calm if we're completely honest. They're probably um, absolutely pumped up and nervous, but that's why it's the dream. Like putting yourself... Uh, outside of your comfort zone is one of the greatest things you can do and nine times out of ten if you have done that you're usually in a pretty privileged position so no i think that's i think that's a cool thing to do and i long i long dream of being in a similar position um where am i going now king combat 23 what do you think makes a great wrestler i think the best answer to that is you really don't know like you can say great promo skills and great timing and great psychology and all of this stuff but there is you know, there are wrestlers that I've seen who have all that, and yet I don't necessarily have an affinity with them. And then you can watch somebody else who has none of that, but they have something magic about them and you fall in love with them. It's why um, wrestling is so good. It's just the magic in the air when it comes to wrestling. I really enjoy it. Um, Shonday Thompson says, who is your dream opponent? Well, Roman Reigns. Because again, at me, I'd be main event in SmackDown. I'd be going against the biggest guy in in wrestling at the moment. You could argue, which means I'm probably I'm probably doing okay. Wayne McGoughlin, who was the best bushwhacker, Luke, simply because I can't remember the name of the other one at the moment. Butch, thank you, Brain, but Luke wins because he got there first. Mark, when will the Wizard in the Sky get his first title shot, and will he challenge Oscar? Probably. He can do whatever the hell he wants. Uh, Billy Jean White says, "How would you fix retribution? Give him a leader, make him more serious. Stop with this absolute nonsense talk and let them speak like real human beings." Uh, Chazzy says, as a relative newbie to wrestling, what would you recommend to watch from, from the past as must-sees? I'll give you my top five, but you need the context too. WrestleMania 13, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart. Um, 2011 Money in the Bank, John Cena versus CM Punk. Uh, probably the imploding of the mega powers at WrestleMania 5, 4, 6, I can't remember, but Matchroom versus Hulk Hogan. 
Goldberg versus Hogan from WCW from a historical standpoint and probably one of the Omegas versus Akadas just to get sort of a... I think if you did all of that, you'd have a pretty good... Would you? Well, you wouldn't really. I mean, you really want to go back further than that, but no one's going to do it. No one's going to be watching old Texas wrestling tapes. I think that would be a good five to give you an idea. But you probably need to watch something like Osprey and Ricochet too. It's a really hard thing. But I've done my five now, so there's nothing I can do. We've already, we've already moved forward. Um, Eleanor talked to Seth and Sasha. Who do you see Otis cashing in on, and do you think it could be successful? No, unfortunately, I think all of this stuff with. Otis is probably leading to him losing the money in the bank, which will be a massive shame because I'd much I would much rather he went after it and lost than he just gets screwed out of the, the briefcase because I always think that's a little bit of a a little bit of an error. But that's what my gut is telling me. At first I was kind of glad we weren't talking about it, simply because usually what they do is they don't talk about it and they cash them in You're like oh my gosh they're doing it but now they've made a focus they must have come up with an idea and i fret that it may be yeah get off <laughs> get it off otis <laughs> which would uh which would absolutely suck uh michael rigney says hey simon my question is do you think wwe undervalue oscar as champion they never seem to give her a good feud for the title and now this selena vega match was only given two weeks of build no i don't think they undervalue oscar i think they undervalue the women's division as they do the tag team division and many other things it's simply because they don't plan. Zelina Vega could be an absolutely wonderful contender if you built her up, gave her a few months of television and sort of got that message across. Same with the tag teams, like I just say. Uh, so maybe in that sense, they do undervalue Oscar, but Oscar is so good, she'll always come out the other side smelling of roses. Uh, Thomas Speller says, Hey, Simon, where do you think your wrestling career would be if the pandemic didn't happen? Are you satisfied with your career if you never wrestle again? Uh, no, absolutely not. I wouldn't be satisfied. I'd be happy that I did everything that I was able to accomplish in a short time, but I have so many other stuff that I want to do. No, I would be, I would be very upset by that. Um, where do I think my wrestling career would be? I don't know because opportunities were coming up everywhere, but I can tell you I would have had multiple matches in America. I would have had pretty much two matches every weekend since March when we did get locked down. So hopefully I'd now be looking back across 2020 thinking that I'd been proved as a wrestler, which was my one and only goal, as sad as it may have sound. That's what all I wanted. Are you now better? You are sweet. We've done it. Let's move on to you know whatever else we need to, we need to focus on. So it is a massive shame, um, but that's life right and there are people in far worse positions than i but hopefully i'll be able to step in the ring soon richard ingman how different would the invasion angle have been if triple h hadn't been injured do you think he would have taken over austin's role seeing as steph was the owner of ecw that's a great question i mean potentially yes which would have saved austin from doing all that stuff so maybe when he came back to that amazing pop after vince was all like i need the old style cold we could have just headed in that direction Maybe he wouldn't. Maybe he would have stayed like that and Triple H would have been on the good team. I do think he dodged a bullet by not being involved in that. So, good question. I don't I don't know. I think it would have helped a bit. Because the, the issue wasn't Triple H wasn't in the invasion angle. The, the problem was we didn't have Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Sting, uh, Goldberg, all these guys. So that was the uh, the massive problem. But I would have preferred it. I absolutely would have preferred it. Uh, Becky says, though given his age and experience... Not, hang on, let me start again. Though, given his age and experience, not much can damage Jericho. Do you think relegating him to the tag division with Hager is a good move? He barely got in any offense at all in the match against Private Party, and it seems a far away from the intimidating Le Champion that we had last year. No, Becky, I actually disagree with you quite, quite vehemently in the sense that 
to me, Chris Jericho is such a legend and he's such a star that the fact he's now applying himself to the tag team division makes me think that, oh, I should care about this. And AEW's already done a great job for that anyway. But now, yeah, now I feel like it, it has, you know, even more weight because again, Chris Jericho's in it. Chris Jericho cares about the tag team titles. If all of a sudden a Roman Reigns or a, uh, who else? Drew McIntyre, Randy, all of a sudden, if they started going after the titles and WWE allowed them to care, maybe I'd feel the same way. So no, I think this is Chris Jericho using all that goodwill that he's built up over the years to actually try and dose it around the place. Doesn't mean it's going to work, but it's certainly something that I'd like to um, I'd like to explore more. So yeah, I like it a lot. Um, Brian Thurman, if you were in Retribution, what would your name be? Lunchbox, obviously, clearly, or maybe like Bald Head actually works uh glenn segunda a bit late but do you think ww will fully recycle the custody storyline we've talked about that and alan sullivan says what should they do for bianca she's in my top five and i've gutted how she's been treated so far i mean just use her nice and simple you brought her back if you're going to establish a new character don't just have her vanish again uh establish her as her own don't make her montez ford's husband or whatever the hell we were doing before and i don't mind all this i can outwork you in the gym stuff i think it's pretty cool i think it's pretty different i thought she pulled it off um I thought she pulled it off well. We just need to double down on it and continue to move forward. Otherwise, what's the point? It's a waste of all of our times. Uh, Daniel says, who do you think the first person to move from AEW to WWE is going to be? Nobody at the moment. I don't mean that badly, but everyone in AEW seems so tight-knit and happy. And they seem, you know, their mental health seems more important than their finances. I can't even think, I couldn't even fathom a guess. But I will. John Silver. <laughs> Alex says, what do you think of Roman Reigns' new gimmick? Best thing WWE has done in ages. Uh, Nikki Payton, what was your favorite wholesome wrestling moment? A uh, wholesome wrestling moment would be when the Macho Man Randy Savin and Miss Elizabeth got back together. That was good storytelling, my friends. That was romance. That was power. That was love. It was everything I wanted as a, as a tiny, tiny child. So, yeah, that will always be top of the list. And if you haven't seen it, just go watch the highlights. It will put a massive smile on your face. Uh, Mike Gamble, what four WWE guys, past or present, would have made the greatest stable? And what's the name of it? Well, it's Bret Hart, Stone Cold Steve Austin. It's Ric Flair. And it's... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think. Uh, the Undertaker wouldn't put him in there at all. And I will call it... Oh, I, I'm not good at this today. <laughs> I can't think of anything. What would be the name of it? So you've got Stone Cold, Bret Hart. Uh, I can't even remember who I said now. Ric Flair. Oh, I don't know. The Bald Bitches. Regret it. Retract. 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 Rich Smith. If Face from the A-Team became a bad guy, would he change his name to Heel? It's a bit like the, the tree falls in the woods, but no one's around to hear it. Does it make a sound? Vlad Housen, who do you think will be the world champion in five years in WWE, New Japan, AEW, and Impact? Oh, man. T Dude, what a question. Okay, five years in WWE. I'm going to say Dominic Mysterio. That's right. I put it out there. New Japan, I am going to say Jay White or Juice Robinson. AEW, I'm going to say MJF. And Impact, I am going to say... Uh, Willie Mac, because I love Willie Mac, even though I can't see that right now, I'm going for it. Uh, Lone Lee, if Cody asked you to come in and do a Repo Man gimmick, would you? Bro, I yes, probably for free. Uh, Daniel Jenks, how is your G1 bracket holding up? Is there anyone in New Japan in particular that you'd be especially excited to see? Uh, and then you mentioned Rusev wrestles his presumably more open contract. Um, I mean, I haven't started watching the G1 as we already talked about. And yeah, if Miro could wrestle there, I would uh, I would absolutely love it. Uh, G Gone Wrestling says, what's the most nostalgic WWE pay-per-view for you? The one that you watch and it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy like a kid. SummerSlam 1997. 
Life isn't fair, but nobody said it would be. Jahar Page. What wrestlers would you pull from one era into another? For example, Randy Savage into the modern day. Well, that one, straight away, 100%. Uh, Rick Rude, I think, would absolutely smashed it these days. I think that gimmick would, especially something like AEW, would be would be pure fire. And my last one will be Repo Man. <laughs> that actually counts. Incredible. Um, and Rigger even says, "How many men can a Repo Man repo if a Repo Man could repo men?" Well, we're never going to find out because Repo Man's not allowed to come back. Uh, Donald Yeager, how often do you wrestle with decisions regarding your ups and downs? Every flipping week. Because I'm not saying I like to get it right because I don't believe there's a right or the wrong. But I like to make sure that I am confident in my response, right? 100% confident in my response. So, I don't know my response, in my opinion. So many times I get, I'm like, no, 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 no. This is what I think. So, no, I do stress about ups and downs a lot. I take it very, very seriously. Um, not obviously the presentation of it when I'm goofing around. But the I think it wouldn't work unless the court is honest and transparent. And I genuinely mean that too. I really do. Uh, Marco Stunt's baseball coach. What's one wrestling move that you wish you were able to do but can't or haven't learned yet? Well, I'm absolutely going to smash a springboard elbow onto someone soon. That was the move I was learning before the uh, the world closed down. But I'm going to do it because as soon as I got my mind focused on something, that is what's going to happen. Dagger Master, who sold the best stunner? Either Shane McMahon or Scott Hall. I know that food with Austin was terrible, but man, that one Scott Hall bump is the best thing the best thing ever. Um, Philippe says, one, how can you fix retribution? We've talked about it. Two, should Roman form a faction with the Usos or is he better off alone? Definitely just him and Heyman. There's something there that's working. Three, if you could book any superstar, how would you do it for the next two years? Uh, The next two years is difficult because things change so much. I think ultimately, I would want to see uh, Rusev, Miro, my man, obviously, be transformed into the main event guy that I believe he could be. And I, I we were kind of there with WWE until it fell off the rails. But I would um, I would like him to get a proper shot at it. And again, it doesn't mean it's going to work. But I did feel like he got the legs cut off of him. Especially when he was going for it as a proper babyface Rusev Day thing. It was just stopped. So, um, yeah, that would be my one. Abby says, why aren't you on Quizzlemania yet? Uh, well, it's, it's just conflict of interest, right? You know, the, the, I love all those guys and I love that program and they're doing so well. Uh, but I can completely understand why what culture would see that as a conflict of interest. And I think it's a conflict of interest too. It just is. You know, I don't compete with them. You know, I want them to do really, really well. I, I don't wish any of them negativity or harm, but I still have to... I'm loyal, right? I'm loyal to my brand. That goes back to the thing we were talking about earlier. You know, you wouldn't have AEW and WWE guys appearing on the, on the same show because you just wouldn't. Uh, DR says, do you think it's worth keeping Sasha Banks out until the Royal Rumble to give us Banks Bailey at Mania? Or what is the optimal timeline for that program to get a better payoff? I mean, that is, but unfortunately, that's not the world we live in anymore. Or right now, I should say. And WWE needs... Uh, it needs ratings and those two are ratings so sadly I think we'll get it sooner rather than later but yes to me it would be come back at the Royal Rumble do something on the February pay-per-view and then feud at Wrestlemania and maybe it will kind of happen maybe it will Uh, Benjamin says do you feel like the WWE will shift completely out of the PG era now that stars like Cena are no longer or have gone heel like Roman and Bailey no because they didn't do it because of that they did it for sponsors they wanted to get more money through the door and you're much more appealing to people that want to give you money if you are pg so um that that's why they won't change and that's why they don't need to change i don't think it was anything to do with john cena i think john cena adapted to the pg the pg didn't adapt to john cena uh samuel strange what will the wrestling landscape look like when vince retires i don't think any of us know 
And I think no matter what you want to speculate, even then it will be an absolute pull a straw out of a hat. Does Triple H take over and it's somebody else? It's going to be a very strange day. It really is. And I think most fans will feel kind of freaked out when it does happen, even if you're not the biggest fan of current day WWE. Craig says, what is the worst gimmick ever? Beaver Cleavage. Just go and look it up. Actually, there's worse ones that are racist and offensive. They're worst. But Beaver Cleavage is, in terms of gimmicks without all of that, absolutely unbelievable. Makes me want to stop watching wrestling, if I'm completely honest, when I have to talk about it in lists and stuff. Uh, David Schmidt says, what move hurts worse to take? So I guess you mean what moves kind of hurt? Um, I can't think of any moves now. I mean, most of the ones that hurt is people punching you in the face. Because if they don't pull it properly, they just smack you on. You're like, oh, that didn't feel very nice at all. Nothing is very, very comfortable. I'm not going to lie. Resting is far more aggressive and painful than you would imagine it would be. But that's half the half the point. Does that make any sense? Probably not. I don't even know what I'm talking about, if I'm completely honest. Sean says, in your honest opinion, last question too. Do you think WrestleMania 37 will have real fans there? Or will this be a second straight fanless WrestleMania? I don't want to be a negative Nancy. I can't see it happening. I just can't. Like, we over here in the UK, we've just been locked down for apparently six months or potentially another six months. I mean, it's not like a lockdown like before, but it's certain restrictions. Virus cases are going up across the world. Until we get a vaccine, I don't see how we were able to do that. And that sucks. I would love nothing more than that not to be the case. Alas, I think it is. But hopefully I'll be proven wrong by the world. Nothing would make me happier than that. And on that note, we will bring the podcast to an end. Thank you so much for listening and joining me. Again, bunch of stuff you can check out. Come follow me on Instagram and Twitter at SimonMiller316. Patreon.com forward slash SimonMiller316. If you want to come on the podcast, plus you can get a t-shirt, uh, you can get a cameo type message and a postcard and so on and so forth. Um, check out my YouTube channel, such as Simon Miller. One day this podcast will be back on twitch.tv forward slash Simon316. Thanks to Pins and Knuckles for being such great supporters, but mainly I hope you have nice evenings. I hope you have good weeks. We will see what goes down on AEW and NXT. And then, of course, Sunday somehow is another pay-per-view with Clash of the Champions or Clash of Champions, Gold Rush, whatever the hell WWE is calling it. You take care of yourselves and I'll talk to you soon. Yeah.